they won the national championship. Miami won the national championship. Let's see what let's see what Georgia can do. Munson's getting excited, yeah, isn't he? My, or is that Murray? That was, no, that was, that was Munson. I think that was Munson. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 34-10 domination of Auburn and what led to the Dogs becoming the number one team in all the land. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at mygotapodcast. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. We had a lot of guys that didn't care for Auburn yesterday. <laughs> we we do not care for Auburn, especially soccer dad Auburn. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, I had a wonderful evening texting one of Carter's soccer dad friends that is an Auburn uh, alumni. So, um, but yeah, as you can tell by the boisterous. Activity. We had a wonderful day yesterday, didn't we, Jim? It was awesome. Um, you know, not that there wasn't any Munsoning early on. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, <laughs> to John Tweets and to Hunter um, because you know this season they get to help me keep you calm, and I don't have to do it by myself. I'm just kidding. Like I wasn't freaking out too. <laughs> Um, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Oh, I know what it was. I had, I, I had texted everybody and was asking, like, guys has Georgia played anybody because all the teams that we have beaten were getting beaten. So like, right. I was like, uh, yeah, you were Munsoning like before the game even started. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, Auburn goes down and score, you know, takes the opening kickoff and scores, uh, on the field goal. And we're all kind of like, ah, <laughs> um, although like right off the bat, I do want to hit on like, that should not have happened because Bonex bundled fumbled. That was not intentional grounding, and I will take that to the grave. Like I will, I will never get off that hill. But it didn't matter. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can say that his hand was moving forward, but the only reason his hand was moving forward is because a Georgia defensive man. I, honestly, I don't even remember who it was. Yeah. Maybe Adam Anderson. I can't remember, but um, his hand was on on his hand pushing it forward, and so in in my opinion, like he just dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, totally. I agree. But uh, I, I think ultimately, I mean, so, you know, a lot happened, right? Like, that was the first time we had trailed all season. Um, and the team... Was it? Yeah, we had never been behind all year. Yeah. Um, and so the team responded. Um, you know, didn't, didn't know how they'd react to that. We had talked, you know, we had our question 51-7 GATA for, in the preview. Like, how would the team handle a hostile environment? 
uh, and they and they definitely handled it. I I don't know if you saw the post game interview with Stetson, but he did talk about that. How he talked about after the game that you know he had never played in an environment like that before um, as a starter, um, or actually played right um, that you know last year with COVID, everything being you know small capacity, that it was definitely it was definitely different, and he was shocked <laughs> by oh, what right, it was right, like, right. you know. Um, so they definitely noticed, but uh, handled it. So that was good to see. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't Mister, didn't Mister Mailman play in Tuscaloosa? Right, right, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, but at what, like twenty five percent capacity? Uh, so. Right, right, right. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I think that they, I think that they, they did pretty well. Um, one thing that I think, and I'm curious uh, to to hear your thoughts, but um, I noticed at multiple points through throughout the game that. Um, Bo Nix and some of the Auburn players were retreating to shelter uh, under shade that they had on the sideline. Mm. Um, I had heard and had seen people tweeting about how hot it was there today or yesterday. Yeah. Um, I can tell you here in Georgia and Marietta, it is deceptively warm outside. Um, I was talking about bringing the TV outside and watching outside yesterday, but um, as I was preparing the ribs, uh, that I was smoking yesterday, I was like, yeah, no, not coming out here. It's, it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I can only imagine what it must've been like for, uh, for those guys over there and the, everybody in the stands. It's funny because my dad was telling me that, that it was super hot, uh, at, at their house. And it's funny because we watched the game outside. Um, and we were, it was a little chilly here in Charlotte. Uh, there was like a breeze. I actually like, had sweats on. Uh, so it was totally different here. Uh, that was interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I'm jealous. We, no, no ribs. I decided I wanted to do like uh, not have to cook anything during the game, and I had not you know done anything ahead of time like you did. So we went with the bean dip. Yeah. We went with uh, Panda's famous bean dip trademark, and um, we, we TM TM. Yeah, TM. we we did the adult uh, adult lunchables for dinner. So we did. Uh, and I sure the adult lunch charcuterie board for, for, for dinner. So that was good. Um, all right. You had texted me and I, so I had to go, I actually had to go back and re-listen because I did a bad job of like writing down our predictions. <laughs> so I went and found them cause you said okay. you felt like you were pretty close on the score. So a couple of things I do want to hit on, um, uh, Ugga biting a player in the pregame intro montage. That was one of coast trail bills. Yes, that did happen. Uh, <laughs> he had set the team sacks over under a three and a half. I believe I took the over and you took the under, but I didn't write it down. I did look that up. That was four. So we had four sacks. So we did hit the over there. And on points scored, oh. uh, Trill Bills was at 30 and a half and, and we hit the over. The other ones I didn't track. Although times Aaron Murray mentions playing against Auburn in college, over under was at five and a half. I feel like it was a lot, but I kind of ended up tuning those guys out like just mentally because they were talking so much. Like, I have to say, not a fan of the three-man booth. Like, it felt like Aaron, between Aaron and Neuheisel, like they were having to work too hard to get their thoughts in or something, and it was just too much for me, but whatever. That was one of those days where I wish I had, like, Scott Howard on synced up to the TV, but I didn't. Listen, the, this, is, this one goes out to all those Gary Danielson haters that, that exist in the mm, world. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a thousand times worse than Gary Danielson, in my opinion. Yeah. Rick Neuheisel 
is the worst, is the literal worst. What, what um, was the one thing he said? He, he called the defense the dance team dogs at one point. Like, I don't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> I don't even know that he knows what he was talking about. Yeah, that made um, no sense. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. He was just annoying. Yeah, that was, he was so that annoying. Was no okay, so on to the score, though. Uh, uh, let's see. I took the under, uh, which actually was correct. Um, you went with a straight-up push on the over-under, but so you were pretty close. Um, all right, so the you your game prediction – here, I'll say mine first. Mine was 28-10, to 10, uh, actual score 34-10. to 10. So I thought I was close, but you had 37-9. to you yeah. had thirty seven to nine. So you were b- – between the two of us, we were very close. <laughs> that's, that's the closest <laughs> we've been all year, so that was good. <laughs> That was pretty solid. Uh, I knew. I knew. So, so did I? Did my my prediction went over on our score and over uh, over? Your, and well, yours technically was score. a straight up push. Yeah, yeah. There were there were fewer points. Yeah, you were over on ours by three points. So you had thirty seven for Georgia, and Georgia scored thirty four, and then you had nine for Auburn. They scored ten. I got I hit Auburn's score correctly. Now I can say like I got ours right if you I just forgot to include Jackpot's two field goals. That was my issue. So I I got the number of touchdowns right. <laughs> uh, nice. So like speak I was bummed I, I was bummed. I was bummed that they scored an offensive touchdown. I know. Um, that was the first time and they were they were pointed it out quite extensively throughout the broadcast that it was the first time in like 172 minutes of football that we had an offensive touchdown scored against us. And I think it just made our defense mad and then they just played even harder <laughs> the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, let the record show that touchdown was scored because you were talking trash in the middle of the game to your Auburn friends. <laughs> I was, I was talking trash. I was talking trash, but you know what? It actually worked out in my favor because it gave them false hope, Jim. Right. Okay. Okay. Fair. I was able. I was able to snatch victory from their grasp. Right. That is true. That is true. Uh, all all hopes all hopes that they had of um, of walking out of uh, bizarro bizarro world uh, Alabama um, were completely dashed by the defense. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I loved the, I, I believe it was our first touchdown, right? The Zamir White lining up at fullback and then taking the handoff as a fullback and going over the top of the pile. I mean, that was, that was like straight up, that's my kind of football. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this was incredible. <laughs> and like when he went, when they handed the ball, I didn't realize like who it was at first. Like they, I, I saw they handed off to the fullback. The fullback went over the top, and I was like, who was that? Like, you know, because like who lines up at fullback these days? It's usually you know maybe a tight end or like Jalen Carter. <laughs> you know, I was like, surely that wasn't Jalen Carter. And then when I realized it was Zeus, I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I tweeted uh, that it reminded me of like the late '90s when we would have. You know, Robert Edwards at tailback and then Alandis Gary, like another tailback, you know, lined up at fullback. Uh, so that was awesome. Love to see that. Um, and I don't, it, it's, it, it's pretty crazy to think about how well the offense functioned considering how many guys are out. Because um, we, were, we were missing, you know, all the guys that we expected to be missing, right? We didn't get any surprises come back. Uh, but then on top of that, 
We didn't have Kenny McIntosh yesterday. Uh, we didn't have Jermaine Burton yesterday. Um, it's like, if I had known that, all that going in and like when we were recording the preview and everything, um, I feel like I definitely would have had, had some, a little bit of more munsoning at least going on, but to see us function like that, you know, and obviously no JT Daniels, um, it was impressive. Yeah. The, when they, uh, I think it was Ratty um, tweeted out during the game, like how many players we were missing. That didn't even count like the couple of players that went out and didn't return. Yeah. Uh, you know, we lost Chris Smith. We lost Sawyer, which sounds like that they're going to be okay. They haven't gotten the kiss of death yet for hopeful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, there was like this, I think we're missing like 22. We're, we're missing like 22 guys through injury across the board. And it was like, you could basically put together an entire football team with the amount of contributors and starters that we are missing, which just goes to showcase just the embarrassment of riches that are at that that, currently playing football at UGA. Um, Yeah. Had this been like, had this been like a, a Rick's Rick era kind of team where, you know, you, you get some of these injuries from key contributors, like a starting quarterback or, um, you know, a big, a big wide receiver. Um, Those tend, those would have tended to be like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? But now it's just like, eh, we'll just reload with another couple five stars. We'll be fine. I mean, you're right, right? I mean, those are the kind of things that in the past we would point to and say, well, this is why we aren't playing as well, right? Like, look at all the guys who are missing. Yeah. And we haven't skipped a beat. Um, and the crazy thing about it, too, is some of the guys, many are, we are plugged, many of them that are, we're plugging in there into those holes are five stars, but we're also plugging in some three, three stars. Um, you, you know, the, the Kirby can't develop narrative is totally dead at this point. I mean, you've got Lad McConkey was the leading receiver for the team in the game. He's not a five-star. I believe he was a three-star, right? Um, you know, when mm-hmm. and then on, on the other side of the ball, well, shoot, stay on that side of the ball, Stetson Bennett, right? I mean, you know, balling out. Um, and we need to make oh, sure you we mean, talk. You mean, the SEC's, you mean the SEC's leader in quarterback right? rating? Stetson Bennett? <laughs> right. Exactly. The mail, mailman, mailman is back. Mailman is back. Um, the mailman has delivered. To his credit, to his credit, since we're talking about Stetson, I have to tell, I have to say that like there are definitely still some things that he does that bother the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. But he has developed areas that were problems last year to a high level. Like his his ball placement is so much better than it was last year. I feel like last year. Like that deep pass to McConkey, the the pass that he threw to to Washington, that was a beautiful ball. Yeah. Um, he he threw some some great shots. The touchdown catch to Ad Mitchell, um, he made he made really sound decisions throughout the game. I mean, you could certainly give him a knock on not leading the wide receivers, um, like the. Uh, yeah, the one, the, the underthrow to McConkey, right? That that was the main one. The underthrow to McConkey, yeah. like that should have been, that should have for sure been a touchdown. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Washington even had to wait on the throw that came to him that ended up being like a pass interference. Um, Bowers, when Bowers got uh, open between the cornerback and safety and he hit him on the sideline, that was a great throw. Yeah. But at the same time, Bowers also had to wait on it very, like he literally was just standing there waiting for the mm-hmm. ball. Um, so there's definitely some areas for improvement, but all things considered versus last year, everything that we were worried about with Stetson starting 
And I think it was fair. It was fair for Georgia fans to feel yeah. upset when he was announced as the starter when JT was hurt. Um, but he has definitely proven that he deserves to be playing right now. If if he's beating out Brock, he's beating out Carson. Um, you know, he definitely has showcased that he deserves to be the the quarterback. If JT Daniels is unable to go, he also uh, you know provides a bit of a spark in ways that Daniels couldn't from his mobility standpoint, being able to uh, to move like. He's had opportunities throughout the season. I think he took a lot of opportunities um, that he was given to run the ball this past, this past week with Auburn. Um, I think that he uh, it worries the heck out of me because the coaches believe that he puts them in the best position to win um, with JT being hurt. But like it, he puts his body on the line all the time. Yeah, and he is not a large he is not a large kid. I mean, he took the he took the hit from Smoke Monday, which ended up getting Smoke ejected. But like, he took that hit straight on the chin, um, oh, yeah. and it, he was also scrambling towards the goal line one time, and he just got slammed. There was another time that he did, went on a bootleg and did, did a run and got hit. Like his his inclination is to get is to initiate contact, not so much to slide. Whereas most quarterbacks would be sliding in some of the scenarios that I feel like he puts himself in. And my hope and prayer knock on your head, Jim um, is to, is to make sure that we don't get him hurt because yeah. um, he's playing, he's playing lights out and, and rightfully so he's elevated every aspect of his game. Yeah, he has. And I think too, like, I think the decision making is a lot better. Like there are plays like around where, and not to say there's not still room for improvement on that, but he's, he is, um, you know, living to see another down, right? Like he's not, you know, turning a bad play into a catastrophe where like he thinks, Oh, I can, you know, make a huge play. And then it ends up interception or whatever. Like uh, the fact that we're seeing him throw the ball away at times, right. I think that's a good thing. Right, because he he's understanding. Yeah. Like you know what, I'll get him on the next play. Um, that's a that's a huge step forward for him as well. Um, it was interesting to see Nick's basically doing the opposite. So you you look at Stetson not being a highly recruited player out of high school or whatever, but um, Nick's, um, I believe Nick's was. I'm not 100 percent positive on Auburn's recruiting, but I believe Nick's was a desirable recruit coming out of high school, but. Either way, he's like the the senior. He's like he's the elder statesman at Auburn for the last several years. So, um, he was making really poor decisions. I think I texted everybody. It was like, or, or maybe I texted, maybe I texted the Auburn boy <laughs> <laughs> that that Bo Nix was going to be the reason that they were going to lose this game uh, because he was making such boneheaded mistakes. Like he nearly threw an interception on a pass that he was trying to just throw away. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it, Adam Anderson caught that ball out of bounds, yeah. but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, Ooh man. I, I mean, it, it, he did kind of what, uh, honestly, I mean, it played out kind of like we thought it would. Right. I mean, sure. You can go running around in the backfield or, or whatever. Uh, it, it's one thing to try that against LSU. It's another to do it to us. It did work a couple of times. Um, and I got it, you know, got to get, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is a good athlete, right? I mean, he's athletic. Um, he, uh, but, you know, over the course of the game, to think that that's going to be what's going to propel you to a win over Georgia, 
I, I didn't think it would happen. And I, I'll say too, like I, that's when I, I talked to my dad, you know, before uh, before kickoff, um, it was Friday afternoon. At any rate, that was basically what I was saying. I was like, it, to me, that's what the game came down to. It was like, can Bo Nix beat you? And you know, no, <laughs> was my was my prediction. And then that was also the reality, obviously. So. Well, yeah, that that definitely is how it bore out in the stats. One of the things that we talked about was, you know, these running guys. And I was surprised at how Jarquez Hunter, I mean, we we shut we literally shut them down from a running game standpoint. Yeah. They had no ability to move the ball on the ground. And even though it felt it, I like looking back at the stats, like they averaged 1.6 yards per rush. Yeah. yeah. That is Absolutely anemic when you look at who they have on their team. Jarquez was averaging eleven something yards per game coming into the into the into this yep. game. Tank Bigsby was pretty heralded; like we thought that he was going to be a problem. Um, yeah, you know, coming into the season, um, and he was probably going to be like an All SEC type type running back. But we literally made them look like. High school kids. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Bigsby had 10 carries for 29 yards, uh, 28 net because he lost one. So 2.8 yards for a carry for Bigsby and 3.6 for Hunter. Um, I mean, other than like the touchdown run um, for Bigsby, which was a great, it was a great run. But other than that, uh, they didn't really do much on the ground. Um, I mean, and they, you know, their net was so low because uh, they lost 46 yards on on Bonix, Bonix sex. Um, and uh, also, as predicted, the Bo Nix uh, streak of pass attempts without an interception came to an end. So uh, that was that was also good to see. Yep, I was actually checking on the ribs uh, when that interception went down, and I knew that it happened because uh, Carter and his little buddy that he had over here uh, from the soccer game, they were yelling and screaming in the house, and I was like. Yeah, and they go. He, I, I could hear Carter in the house. Interception! Yeah, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, Carter, I love it. Uh, yeah, man. The, the the I mean, the defense did what the defense does, basically, right? I mean, the, you know, and like early in the game, like I'm not gonna pretend like there wasn't any Munson thing, right? You know, we're we're, we're down, and like it was a little toe to toe for a little while. Um. And there are teams that have good starting lineups, right? But you know, we just saw what what depth does to a team like Auburn. What our depth does to a team like Auburn. Auburn, you know, as you get deeper into the game, um, their guys are tired, and our guys are not. And you've got Zamir White running up the middle when he gets hit. I mean, that that last touchdown should have been a, what, like a three yard loss. And Zamir just ran through the tackle and then somehow split the entire defense and scored a touchdown. Uh, I jumped out of my chair and, you know, showed off my half inch vertical or whatever I have. And uh, it was, it was, uh, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't, I, there's no, we, we performed admirably on, on, on the offensive side of the game. The, the, the story of this team is going to continue to be the defense and how, and I guess that that's probably not fair given how well Stetson has played at quarterback and how well our offense has generally been doing. But if we're being honest, like this is kind of what should have happened last year. Mm-hmm. Like we should have, there were plays all over the field last year. It's just now we're executing. Yeah. Um, and 
So we, we knew that we had the ability to play like this from an offensive side of things. I don't think anybody was ready for and prepared for the level of the level of domination that we are now seeing. And I think that that's probably a good transition into some of the, the, the numbers that, that John had, had kind of put together and was putting out into the, into the ether. Um, you know, after this game, we're basically shutting every team that we've played down 23.4 points below the combined averages versus the, all the other opponents that, that, that we've played. So yeah. the, the people that we're playing are averaging almost 29 points per game and they're averaging 5.5 points per game versus Georgia. <laughs> that is, that is just absolutely Kirby smarts wet dream. It, yeah, man, it's, it, it's, it's nasty. It is nasty. Uh, and you know, like it, it, as far as like not seeing it coming, I mean, I just, I didn't, like I had concerns and I think a lot of people had concerns. We had concerns about the secondary basically, right? We knew the front seven was going to be amazing and it is. Um, but I would say it's even better than I thought it would be. And you know, the, the secondary has totally, I mean, completely exceeded expectations. I, I know like we, I think we had talked about this, like that we probably haven't talked about Jamile Adai enough, right. And the coaching job he's done with the secondary. Um, and, and even, it, yes. and even in a game, yeah, like yesterday where Christopher Smith goes down. I mean, it was like on the first drive, right? I think he went out on the first drive and then never came back. And you've got, you know, Dan Jackson stepping in and becoming like an every down player. Um, and he played great, right? I mean, it's one of those things where just like last year in the game, actually last year against Auburn, right? When the count was out, for, he, he got ejected for targeting, right? So the count gets ejected. Is out the rest of the game, and Christopher Smith came in, and we didn't like notice, right? And I, that's pretty much how it was last year. Like it's not like we saw Dan Jackson getting spoke anywhere. Um, and this is a secondary mm-hmm. that we had expected to have Tyke Smith all year. We didn't, um, but we did see him get uh, his first snaps yesterday on defense um, as well. Um, I know he was in there when Seen was out for like a play or two. Uh, Tyke came in. Um, so I don't know, got, get, good to get his debut, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Smith is back anyway. Well, they're both Smiths, man. <laughs> See, now we're going to be <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> hopefully, Christopher is fine <laughs> and is back next week, anyways. Um, but with with, with Taiki playing, uh, that's only going to help us. Yeah, no, I think that um, yeah, the the secondary. Yeah, we we ta- we really need to heap heap the praise on. Uh, Jamile, um, and I, you know, I think that the secondary, I, I was, I was talking with, I was talking with the, the Auburn, the soccer dad alum yesterday, yesterday morning, Carter had a soccer game and I went and I knew that I was going to be seeing him. I was decked out in Georgia. <laughs> Ironically enough, he wasn't, he wasn't wearing any Auburn stuff, which I gave him a little bit of crap about, but his parents came and they were decked out in Auburn. Okay. And, uh, they were asking me, they were like, so Georgia hadn't played anybody. Are y'all worried? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't think that this game is going to be anywhere close. I said that the the point spread was probably more than fair. And I asked how they felt about it. And they were like, well, we think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good game. They were they were jazzed. They were hyped. They were, they were really – I told you I told you in the preview that my alumni friends from Auburn were really high on their team this year. Yeah. And – 
I did do a welfare check a few times. Like, hey guys, how are we doing? How are we feeling? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Has has Georgia played anybody? Or has has Georgia played anybody yet? Because oh. <laughs> that was that was what was being thrown in my face. Was like, yeah. Georgia hasn't played anybody, and you barely beat Clemson. I was like, but you guys struggled to beat Georgia State. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's get a little bit of the cognitive dissonance that was happening with the Auburn faithful was. Uh, quite humorous and i had to avoid like conflict because i was so overly confident <laughs> in my position that i didn't want to come across as a complete dick yeah um, right right so i was like you know i think it'll be a good game we'll see we'll see good luck to you guys good game all that kind of stuff so right um i yeah at this point bonix is probably the best quarterback that we are going to face the rest of the way through um, unless we're I haven't looked ahead of course we haven't done the Kentucky review but Levi's or whatever I'm not sure how he's ranking but um, Bonix is the best quarterback that we're going to play the rest of the season so it's only going to get worse until we hit the SEC championship and we're maybe up against Bryce Young or something like that but even then I I don't know I, I think that we've seen the best Mm-hmm. the best quarterback that we're going to face the rest of the way. And that does not bode well based on the data that we're seeing here. And speaking of that data, like again, John put this, put this out on the internet yesterday, but uh, you know, only three teams since 2001 have allowed less than 10 points per game for an entire season. Two of those teams won national championships. Yeah. And through six games, we are we're we're right there. <laughs> we are we're the best, as a matter of fact, <laughs> through six games. Right. We are better than all three of those other teams in points per game allowed. Two thousand and one Miami, which is generally regarded as one of the most dominant national champions. Yeah, that team like, is good. Ever. Yeah. 2008 USC, which ironically that year Georgia was ranked number one, so we're a bit of irony there. Um, 2011 Alabama is the gold standard for SEC defenses. Um, they won the national championship. Miami won the national championship. Let's see what let's see what Georgia can do. Munson's getting excited, yeah, isn't he? My, or is that Murray? That was, no, that was, that was Munson. I think that was Munson. Uh, <laughs> I think you just got your cold open. <laughs> uh, he's hunkering down. Um, <laughs> let's see. I I wanted to call out a couple of things. Uh, one thing from from Dog Stats, he he posted a video of the last touchdown drive, which was the one that we, we talked about the run about Zavier White's run, but uh, the entire drive was was run plays. It was like eight runs and no passes. Uh, to seal the game, and I just love that. Uh, I love to see a, a game end, end that way, um, just kind of suck the life out of your opponent. Uh, that was awesome. And uh, we actually got uh, – uh, we got, like, some an unlo- unsolicited uh, comment in from a listener um, wanted, wanted us to bring up a couple of things uh, on, on Twitter. Um which I feel like there's a thirsty joke in there somewhere, but I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Jason Huggins, Hug Dog, said, uh, hey, guys, a few thoughts for your show. One, iron sharpens iron. 
our quality and depth is a result of consistent elite recruiting. And I would agree. I mean, our depth is, we talked about the depth. It's uh, not something that we've had before. And you can see what it does to other teams. Um, second, he said, Lad McConkey is Hunter Renfro with wheels. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Because, like, <laughs> McConkey is fast, man. Uh, and I will say, like, his, his route running is really good. The, the one that was not a touchdown uh, with the, the underthrow, I don't know if you remember that route. I mean, he totally faked out the defensive back. Uh, that was beautiful. Yes, he did. Um, I think that uh, I, do have, I, do have one, I do have one criticism to make of Mr. McConkie. Okay. The, the, fir- the very first series, third down, it was like third and eight. And I don't know if this is necessarily on Stetson or if it's on the route, but um, he ran across when he caught that ball. He was way short of the first down. Yeah. It looked like it was. It looked like he was supposed to be further downfield, and I think that Stetson recognized it, and he was like pointing. He was like, he was doing one of those, like, yeah, he should have. He should have gone beyond the sticks. Like right. he knew. He knew that he was short, kind of thing. And so, anyway, one one little criticism. Like like I said, there's when you're when you're picking nits over a wide receiver that no one expected to uh, burst on the scene with 130 plus yards of receiving. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway. No, no, d- anyway, yeah, no t- yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see. Number three, how did Auburn's offensive line get away with so many holds? <laughs> so, I can't, oh my I, gosh. Oh my gosh. How have we got, have we not gotten this far? Because I was going absolutely bananas. <laughs> like uh, he was, they were literally holding on to our defenders left and right. And I was just like, "There's that would have been a sack had the offensive lineman not been holding him back the whole way. I don't know like, how many times there was like the one word text from someone just holding <laughs> during the game. Uh, I felt like it was primarily on Jalen Carter. Like Jalen Carter, there's no telling how many times he would have sacked Bo Nix. He, he was getting held. I mean, like literally every play. Um the, the one thing I'll add is like, like when those things are happening and like, this is where like my internal thinking goes, it's like, are we holding to like, are we, and, and when I say that, like, I hope that we are, cause it's like, clearly these refs are not going to call holding today. So I hope that our offensive line starts holding as well kind of deal. And I'm always like, but we don't hold. <laughs> um, I definitely remember there was one, there was one where we held like big time and it didn't get called. So, but that made me happy, right? Like, Hey, if they're not going to, if they're not calling it, we should take advantage of it too. I was about to say, was there a holding call at all, all game long? I think they did finally call Auburn on one when it was like super egregious, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, yeah. I feel like there was at least one. But, yeah, but I don't know, man. You just, I, I'll say in general, you just don't see it get called that much. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I definitely had texted my dad during the game, like, Auburn is very good at holding and getting away with it. <laughs> that was my observation, like, after their first drive because it was the whole game. So I don't I don't know the answer. Right. Uh, I don't know. It seems like they, they they definitely don't call it as much when it's that egregious though. It was kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last one. This is uh, the uh, the Huggins. They they went to the game. So this is kind of in the stands inside. He said Stetson's ovation leaving the field was epic. So that's cool. That's uh, that's that's good to hear. That's awesome. Um, I think uh, kind of flipping the, the the narrative of of the booing. That, which, by the way, didn't happen. People were saying Zeus, that one game, um, is awesome. And 
Is there is there video is there video of this ovation? Because maybe I missed the that. only video. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is insight from Jason being at the game, right? So in yeah. general, no. The only thing I've seen, I've seen a video where he was coming up. Stetson was coming up the field, uh, and his brothers like got his attention, and he stopped, went over, and hugged his brothers, and they all got they all took a picture together. Uh, Stetson's dad tweeted a video of that. So that, that's all that I've seen. Um, but it sounds like as he was coming off, he got a big ovation from the from the fans, which is awesome. I love it. I mean, it's so awesome for Setson. I mean, the kid, you know, grew up a Georgia fan uh, his whole life, and that was his dream. And you know, after after what happened in our game yesterday, and then after what happened last night, he's now the quarterback for the number one team in all land. So, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that Stetson can say is that he quarterbacked uh, the University of Georgia to its first number one ranking since in the AP poll since 1980 since in the regular season. 80, 82. 82. 82. 82, 82 yeah, because what, what you mentioned the other one earlier, right? So we were preseason number one in 2008, but that we were already not number one after week one. <laughs> That's the way I remember it. So yeah, which is yeah, which is just BS because we were undefeated. Yeah, exactly, it was like, exactly. We didn't get any. We didn't get any of that Alabama respect. That's for right, sure. Right, seriously. USC jumped us after week one, basically. Which I guess, in retrospect, looking at their defensive numbers, I guess that that must have been why. Oh, uh, well, I think we like beat we beat Georgia State. We were we beat Georgia Southern in game one that year or something. But whatever. Anyways, go ahead. You were about to segue, and I was about to go to the same spot. <laughs> I, I've got I've got the number one uh, Athens. Uh, creature comforts beer that I ever uh, ever drank was Tropicalia, so I've got number one creature comforts going on right now. Nice. So yeah, so we're we're recording Sunday afternoon. It, it is now official that uh, we are the number one team in the nation after Alabama lost. It w- it was getting to the point during that game where I was starting to wonder, man, even if they don't lose, we might be number one. Um, but A and M held them off, and it didn't matter. I uh, I still can't believe it. Like the whole game, I fully expected Alabama to come back and win, and they certainly could have. And at this point, I'm kind of surprised they didn't. Um, I mean, because Texas A&M's offense like was anemic in the second half until right at the end. Uh, yeah, uh, full transparency. Um, I think we were texting at some point in the we were texting first sometime in the first half, I believe, and. Alabama was losing, but they very clearly looked like they were like going to come back. And we were all like doing the same thing. Like, hey, let me tell you a story about <laughs> beating Alabama at halftime. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so we, I, I felt like that they were going to definitely like Nick Saban the heck out of that game and figure it out and win. Mm-hmm. So at some point I must have passed out because I had a, I, I just fell asleep on the couch. I don't know what happened. But I woke up. And all of a sudden, it was like a few plays before they kicked the field goal to win the game. I woke, okay. I woke up like in a, I woke up and like was kind of like, uh, <laughs> and I looked at the score and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> what just happened? Because <laughs> they were about to kick the field goal, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the he, Fisher's about to do it, and of course, obviously they did. So that was that was pretty cool. I mean, first time. You know, Kirby doesn't get to be the first one to beat him, but I don't really care because it was so funny to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, so agreed, like, you know, wanted Kirby to be the first former assistant to beat them. But, I mean, this is a big deal 
them losing that game is, is big because it it eliminates I think two scenarios. It eliminates the Bama not winning the West and still making it to the playoff. That can't happen. And then I think it also uh, eliminates the Bama losing the SEC championship game and still making the playoff. Like I don't think that that I think that's now off the table. So them losing that game is is has a huge playoff implica- implications. So yeah, um, no, just I, from that standpoint, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I mean, I think that he's had what two undefeated teams in his entire career, or something like that. They always lose. They always lose some game, mm-hmm. right. Um, right? I don't think that anybody believes that we won't be facing them in. Um, we won't be facing them in the SEC championship game. Should that you know come to fruition with all the awesomeness that we're flexing on everybody? Um, should we play them in the SEC championship, Georgia would then have the opportunity to send Alabama home packing. And I feel like that that resonates way more with people than, dang it, we're going to have to play these guys again. Yep. Totally. Totally agree. 100%. So in, in, in actuality, I think that if things continue to pan out the way that they have, Alabama has one loss at the end of this regular season. Mm-hmm. Georgia has, it runs the table. We're undefeated. It really makes that SEC championship game that much more important for them than it does necessarily for us, because yeah. then we might be in that scenario that they were in. Yes. Yeah. No. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. It was. It, it, it was big. It was. It was big. You know. It, um. It, I don't. I, I. I'm still shocked. I am still shocked that they lost to a three and two team uh, that was not ranked. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Uh, that's crazy. Listen, I think that um, we've talked about this. We've talked about it, but there's just something. I don't know. It just feels different. This this Alabama team feels like probably one of the worst Alabama teams that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same. I guess. I guess is is saying something, but like not saying something at the same time because it's like okay, they lost one game, but they're still beating everybody. I guess the only time will tell. See how they play against the rest of the SEC West. But like, do we really see them losing any other games to the SEC West or any any SEC games? Period. Um, but I guess with that defense giving up as many points as they have been, and their quarterback play not necessarily being quite as Mac, you know, Mac Jones or. Um, uh, AJ McCarron, or you know, it, he he's, he just doesn't feel it, Bryce doesn't feel like the past Alabama quarterbacks that can get the job done. Yeah, there I said it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's to me, it's the defense. Like I'm just I'm amazed by what their defense is giving up. It's crazy. I, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but uh, oh, but but again, definitely relevant, right? I mean, put us at number one, so we'll we'll have uh, number one team. Uh, you know, another I, – I, you know what I have not looked at? Do you, what is Kentucky ranked in the new AP poll? Do you know? Because um, I know we'll, we'll have – we've got game day coming. Okay, so we've got – because we've got game day coming. we got SEC Nation also coming um, for what, Some another top 10 showdown? That they were like- okay, Kentucky is number 11 in the AP poll. So uh, almost, almost a, uh, a top 10 showdown. Almost a top 10. <laughs> almost a top 10. What's interesting about that, though, is – Game day is coming to town, and SEC Nation is coming to town. Yeah, although we should probably talk about for that for Kentucky. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Um, next week, we'll talk about that when we preview Kentucky. 
<laughs> um, the last <laughs> thing I, I did, I wanted to bring up because I thought it was funny was like I yesterday simultaneously had Kim, my wife, Kim telling me, Oh my gosh, you've got to rewind the TV. That should be a GIF. Uh, so I had that happen with Jalen Carter, like dancing on the ground, doing his little dance. And then within like five minutes, within five minutes, I had you texting me, Oh my gosh, Kirby clapping. That's such a, that's a gift. We got to gift that. <laughs> like the, the two of you uh, saying that to me was, was pretty funny. And it was literally within, I don't know, five to 10 minutes of each other. <laughs> there was, there were some, there were definitely some good Kirby gifts. I think there was one, there's one gif of, of uh, when, when Nicobe Dean had the penalty where he threw, he threw the guy on the ground yeah. um, after, after the whistle. And, and he was like, he was like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> right, I mean? right, right, right. Like, he, was, he was telling everybody to calm down, but he was like waving his arms like, a, like an angel or something. Um, but yeah, that was another gift that I'm going to have to go back and, and, and try to grab. But uh, yeah, my internet was messing up. That's why I was messaging you because you usually have the game. You usually have the game downloaded faster than I do. Right, right. Um, yeah. But I couldn't. I was like having trouble accessing the stream on my phone to, okay. to record it. But well, I, I did that with like the record, the record your TV with your phone variety. <laughs> so I don't know. They look pretty good, though. Uh, it, it worked. It worked. It was okay. <laughs> uh, may, have to, may have to clean that up later and, and gift post-production. Maybe we can release a, a cleaner version, but we got it out there. Yes, yes. But the one, the one that you did of um, Jalen Carter dancing on the, on the ground was, was pretty awesome. That was, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. I wonder if he knows. Do you think that they know? Do the players do the players know that they got gift? <laughs> I think that's a good question. Hmm. We need we need to see we need to we need to see if we can see if we can figure out figure that out. Um I was halfway waiting for a soundboard. Uh, it's not on there. I'm I'm, I'm getting mad. To put glasses I'm, on getting, it. I'm getting mad at myself. <laughs> you know, new new soundboard, having some having some technical difficulties with with a new soundboard. It's not uh it's not not re, rebuilt correctly, I guess. Uh, that was my bad. Trying to put glasses yeah, on. Yeah, no worries. There we go. Oh, there, there it is. We go. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to put glasses on the soundboard. Oh man. Uh too fun, too funny. Uh, you know what? Uh, I actually, two house housekeeping things before we wrap. So one, uh, our store. Uh, well, our store did never go away, but we do have the hats available uh, or available again on the My Got a Podcast store. So if you want a My I Got a Podcast uh, patch hat, you can go out to store.mygotapodcast.com. Check that out. Uh, we've already got several orders since we re-released them on Friday, uh, which is good to see. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to say, uh, you know, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and the Bulldogs Battling Breast Cancer of Athens is uh, doing a fundraiser this month. So be go, be sure to go follow them on Twitter. Um, Dwight's been tweeting about it recently. Uh, you can pledge a dollar amount per point uh, Georgia scores uh, in a couple of games. Um, so if you haven't checked them out, be sure to give them a follow and uh, go go check that out. So. That is about all I got. You got anything else? The only other thing that I would uh, that I don't think we mentioned was uh, D Rob. Oh yeah, how could I forget about that? Oh man, I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah. 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 D Rob uh, had himself a, a little bit of an afternoon too, um, which is interesting because um, 
you know, he left, I think, to get some more playing time, right? And so he's, yeah. I'm glad. It was nice to see, it was nice to see D-Rob getting some playing time. And it was also nice of the uh, announcers to, to mention on, on the game, like how highly he felt about his former teammates that, yeah, those are my boys. Yeah. So that's. That was good. That was good to see. Yeah, it was good. And it was one of those things where I actually saw, like, in the post, uh, I don't know, when the game ended, the camera's still still on the field, and you can see the guys all going up to each other. Like, there are shots of D-Rob talking with our guys, um, and you can see, you know, still the camaraderie there, which is which is good to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, good for him, right? I mean, um, was he, he, was the lead, he was their leading receiver in the game. I will say that that one that was the – you know, I say like Bo Nix did it, a, what, maybe once or twice. That was a nice play, that, that long throw to D-Rob, and it was a great catch. Uh, it was frustrating <laughs> when it happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, he did he, – he played well. He was – I mean, he was the primary target. He had 10 targets. Um, so, yeah, definitely weird. He was. Sur- surreal, right, with all the injuries that we've, we've had at receiver. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that. This week for sure, because I, I am starting to get curious when, about uh, when we'll start to see some of those guys come back. So, um, oh, the so D Rob, so D Rob, obviously great story. Uh, the the pass catch that you mentioned over Keely Ringo, mm-hmm. and I put this out to our, our data expert uh, John, and uh, maybe maybe Josh or someone can can clarify or at least point me in the direction of where I might be able to find this info. But I'm fairly confident that that was probably one of the one or two receptions that Keely Ringo has had all season long. Mm. I don't think that anybody has caught any passes from him because as we, as we all know, Keely Ringo is the Island that wide receivers go to die. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good question. I don't, yeah, I don't know the answer to that we'll have to we'll have to figure that one out as well. Which is funny because he actually defended that ball really well. Like it was basically just a perfectly fun ball. Exactly, yeah, that was the best play Auburn had, or it was the, certainly the prettiest play. It was a it was a beautiful throw and a really good catch by D Rob. It was kind of one of those. Well, you just got to tip your cap, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Other than that, I don't. Th- think i have any other things that i was going to talk about that i can recall okay yeah no, that's, i think we're good i uh we, we got through everything that i had i had jotted down for sure so it was uh it was a great installment of the the deep south's oldest robbery uh it was a great day georgia won uh the braves won and then bama lost and braves won. sent us to the top of the eight people so it was a good day it was a good day how did Florida do? They beat Vanderbilt. They beat up on Vanderbilt. Did they shut Vanderbilt out? Uh, maybe. I think they did, actually. I told you. Let me your podcast. 42 to 0. So they also got a donut. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you could hear Carter. I don't know if you could hear Carter can hear in the Carter. background. He goes, they did, they did 42 to zero. Boom. I should be on your podcast. <laughs> look, look, we don't, we don't call him the most famous podcaster in the Powell household for nothing. <laughs> we don't, we don't. He is the most famous podcaster in the Powell household. Uh, awesome. All right, man. Well, we'll be back, uh, soon. Uh, get to talk about it all again. And uh, 
preview the almost top 10 showdown with Kentucky. The almost top 10 showdown. Yep. Here we go. Go dogs. Go dogs.